Welcome to Digital Marketing ROI, the podcast that connects marketing to your business's revenue and covers everything you need to know to stay up to date in this crazy digital marketing world. Welcome to Digital Marketing ROI. I'm your host, Shannon Allen. And today, my guest host is Gordon Burrell. I'm very excited for Gordon to join us. To give you a little bit of background, Gordon founded Burrell Associates in 2001 and has become the local advertising industry's leading analyst. He is ranked in the top 2% among Gerson Lehman Group's 150,000 consultants worldwide. Prior to starting Burrell Associates, Gordon was vice president for new media for Landmark Communications, where he started his career 22 years earlier as a newspaper reporter. He is past chairman of the local media association and of the local media foundation. Gordon's company, Burrell Associates, runs the largest survey of local advertisers in the nation, and he is an expert on our favorite topic, the ROI factor. He knows better than anyone that is the number one thing on local businesses' mind when it comes to advertising. So welcome, Gordon. Hey, thanks for having me on the show, Sheldon. It's, uh, it's, it's great to be here, and I'm eager to share insights on the topic du jour, which is ROI, because that is a big topic, number one among all advertising it lines. Is. It is. And I love that, you know, you, that was one thing that when we were corresponding, we talked about, you know, that's why we really came up with this podcast is to everybody has the one thing they're trying to figure out. What's the golden goose? How do we connect digital to return on investment? And sometimes in digital, right, we're, we're almost held to a different standard because of the data, which I'm okay with. Yeah. You know, 20 years ago, when people really weren't advertising much in digital, uh, they had analog media, radio, TV, newspapers, direct mail, et cetera. You know, and it really didn't come with statistics unless the prejudiced source, which was the person peddling direct mail or TV or whatever, you know, gave yeah. you some measurement statistics. And guess what right. they hid? You know, the bad ones. And they gave you right. good ones. Everybody was incentivized to show the largest possible audience. You know, your your ad is going to be right. seen or heard by a million people. Um, and now, you know, it's kind of like the deer have the guns. We all, you know, right. now have the stats to go, well, we placed that and got right. three likes or three clicks that didn't yes. work. So it's a great educational uh, period that advertisers sort of entered with the digital age. Absolutely. I always tell my my sales reps that I like the bad data even better sometimes because it's telling us a story. It's not a bad thing to walk into a client and say, God, numbers are down. Things are not what's going on. It's an indicator, just like if you're sick, if you're starting to get a cold, you're probably getting sick. So the good data with the bad data is what we really need. And I that's what I love about our the reporting yeah, and the data. Yeah, well, let's clarify that. By bad data, you don't mean bad yeah. data. Like, oh, Correct. That's, that's I don't bad. mean bad that's data. That's flawed. I mean, uh, <laughs> you mean negative, yeah. negative data or stuff that yes, doesn't work. Okay, absolutely. I got this bad... campaign over here and got 100 clicks uh, right. and 1,000 exposures. That's good. I've got this and one click. Yes. And a thousand yeah. exposures. That's hundred percent. What you call bad data, right? Well, okay. bad data. I, I should. I should. I should say bad news. Maybe I should say because <laughs> a sales rep feels um, not as excited to go into a client and say we're down this month. But yeah. what I what you really need to say we're down this month. What's going on? Well, right? it's the old adage that you learn more from failures than you do success. Absolutely, right? make make big mistakes. Right. All right. So and we're going to just go through. I got a couple of questions for you that I think our listeners would be very interested in hearing. Let's start with just some general predictions from for 2024. So what do you see as the big trends or strategies in marketing that will be most important to business owners this coming year? 
Al, great question and great timing because we are about to release uh, the results of our fall advertiser survey. We do, I think it was about 1,900 local advertisers, direct buyers, and about 250, 350 um, local ad agencies. We do it twice a year. So this is our big outlook for the following year. So in September, October to early November, we asked, okay, what are you thinking about next year, 2024? So I'm going to, you're going to hear me moving around a little bit because you have got me at such a good time. You are so lucky. Um, <laughs> I love it. just started putting together the in insights. So here are just a couple for you that relate to, okay, you know, what are the big picture things? So, you know, before I look at some of the deeper insights, I'll just tell you this, love it, hate it, whatever, social media, search marketing, both of those two rank at the top of the list in terms of what advertisers will continue to put their dollars in and what they find most effective, period. I like it. So, you know, we all have something to hate, whether it's Twitter now X or Facebook or TikTok. Uh, yes. Or whatever. Yes. Damn. Facebook lately, I think, is a big uh, topic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, those, those, those smart, smart local ad buyers uh, listening in agencies know it works. Yeah, hey, it works. So that, that will continue. The only thing we see, and it's not enough to, you know, really raise an eyebrow over or worry about is that social had always been at the top. And that encompasses all types of social media, LinkedIn, X, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, you know, whatever. However, Facebook is pretty much at the top of that uh, list and in effectiveness of all those social media platforms. So they've always been at the top in this survey. And you really can't compare them survey to survey. You have to kind of look at a broad range. So search, I mean, uh, social media has been at the top in terms of use usage greatest percentage of advertisers using anything is social media and effectiveness and it just got flipped slightly with search at the top and social now number two going into now this is interesting shannon going into 2024 the third most effective platform and one that's showing growth is broadcast tv you know, a lot of people just oh. rolling their eyes right now and saying, you know, I, I can't afford a broadcast TV budget. Those guys charge too much to sponsor the, you know, weather on the evening news or something like that. Well, broadcast TV is also selling um, OTT. They're selling. Yes, exactly. I, that, that, was, that was my first thought when you said that is it's really just because they have more on, at their, on their platform now than they've ever had. Yeah. And there, there will be a very interesting trend. So let me, you know, let me give you one or two other brief, you know, trends that I see a very interesting trend next year, a lot of push toward, uh, toward OTT and a lot of buying of OTT. If advertisers don't know what that is, that's over the top or ads that appear within on-demand television programming, you know, whether it's, it's Netflix or Hulu or things like that. So little ads inserted in streaming video. One of the key reasons that will be in much higher demand and advertisers foresee that happening and buying more OTT is it's a presidential election year and all yeah, the airwaves are going to yeah. be clogged and there ain't going to be no inventory and everybody out there, including the cable companies, will be pushing, you know, OTT on, on you. So that's a, that's a trend. A couple more things that are just really insightful is and, and this is really interesting i'm wondering how everybody listening feels about this so what's your company's take on chat gpt and like other ai tools in in marketing you know here it's coming 
They can write yeah, copy for you. <laughs> they can, right. you know, it could do all kinds of things. Hell, I got one program to clone my voice and then go into chat GPT and say, you know, tell me a knock, knock joke. And we did this. In my podcast. <laughs> and there I was telling a bad knock, knock joke in my voice. <laughs> yeah. So think about the application there. So just, you know, th three things about AI, and then you can proceed with your line of questioning. Um, <laughs> so what we found was 43% of the 2000 advertisers we surveyed said they're either, I'm slowing down for dr drama here, 43% said they're either actively using ChatGPT or other AI mm -hmm. tools in marketing or are looking into it and plan to. So 14% yep. are actively using it. 29% are looking into it. The rest are saying, well, we doubt we'll use it or it's not yeah. relevant. The I other love thing, that. I, I, I love that. What's So we asked, what's your personal opinion about using AI in marketing? And 24% said they were enthusiastic about it. And 8% on top of that said very enthusiastic. So 32% said they're pretty enthusiastic. And this is interesting because we've always thought, you know, the impression of local advertisers, you know, has been, I don't know, I'll ask my sales rep, but now that they have marketing tools at their disposal, they're learning more about marketing. We actually track that. The last thing is we asked them, where do you foresee the greatest impact of AI on, on your marketing? And it's content creation, writing advertising yep. copy, identifying and profiling target audiences, audience targeting and segmentation, and optimizing creative. So that's another trend we see in 2024. AI is going to begin to eke into the creation of and manipulation of content and targeting audiences for advertisers. Absolutely. And you're, you know, I love that one of your trends is right on target with what one of my next podcasts is on. Um, just really helping the, the our listeners, our business owners out there, understand how it works internally and in their business, as well as how it can work in their marketing, because they're really two different lanes, but both lanes can make our life a little bit better. And we just have to embrace it, not, not be afraid of it. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to kind of take one of the topics that you, one of the trends you talked about specifically, I want to talk about um, OTT, you know, connected TV versus linear TV, because you made a really good point. Um, I was a little surprised when you said it, but I understand that everybody is selling this right now. There's not any an agency like our agency, a you know, a local TV station is, has the ability. And we always tell our clients, like, let's embrace it and work with traditional so that we understand what the benefits are. So my question to you is, as we know, this is going to be a big local boom, because for the first time, I feel like advertisers can afford it in a different way. Oh, and by the way, there's a targeting level that's never been there before. So really, I kind of just want to get your thoughts specifically on um, both small screen and large screen and what you think, what, what what should our listeners be thinking about as they start to invest in something maybe they've never done before? Mm -hmm. Well, so um, I, I'm, I'm hesitating here because I'm looking for something we actually just did on this, and that is um, 20, I'm sorry, 37% of advertisers uh, told us they're planning to try something new in 2024. Yeah. And it's not like a massive pile on. It's all going to be one thing. It's all going to be OTT or broadcast TV or something like that. It's like, I think I'll try this. I think I'll try that. 
So we had, if you imagine the bar chart, a long list, you know, of one, two, three percent, you know, for newspapers or radio or TV or that. So we lumped them together. And what we found is that at the top of the list, much larger than everything else, was something that we call direct to consumer. So 37% of advertisers are going to try something new yet next year. I think I'll put something new in my mix. What will that be? It will be a direct to consumer. And I'll define that in a moment. You think about it, it's like, how do I break through all the clutter? You know, how do I, I'm sort of posting something up there to all these anonymous people. I think it might be targeted, but who the hell knows on Facebook <laughs> uh, or LinkedIn, you know, and I put an ad over here or there and they're telling me it appears here and there, but I don't know these people. And so direct to consumer seems to be getting in vogue with 18% of those advertisers are going to buy something new, buying either direct mail. And this is how we identify direct to consumer, direct mail, email. Or mobile text messaging. Mobile text messaging, Shannon, has re really risen to the top. It's like, what? You know, suddenly everybody's yeah. discovering, hey, I can get a message to somebody's pocket. You know, I can right. vibrate, you know, their left cheek, which is where most people keep their cell phone. Maybe it's the right cheek. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, you know, we're finding some interesting things. So, 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 so yeah, they're trying something new. We're a little... I would say disappointed, although we kind of are because we sort of, you know, have these hypotheses and expectations. And one of them was uh, that OTT, this is a few years ago, would be the next new thing, you know, rivaling search. And while a lot of advertisers seem to have, you know, clinged to that and bought that, it's kind of stuck at about 12 to maybe 14% of all advertisers trying OTT. And they're rating it fairly high. Those who do use it, rating it fairly yeah. high in effectiveness, but it's not as high as broadcast TV. It's right. targeted, you know, which is what a lot of advertisers want. They want to hit a very specific target. Hence the my great migration toward, you know, direct mail. We want to get something right to your house uh, or email, you know, direct to your email, which we know you check all the time or your text messaging. You know, OTT is indeed targeted better so than than television. And yes. We do think there will be maybe a breakout year next year for it when more advertisers get a little accustomed to it. I think a lot of them are just afraid it might be too expensive and it's not, it really yeah, isn't. It's not right. Agreed. Yeah. We, I just had a, we were with a client yesterday that just really likes to be ahead of the curve with what they do. And, and that's what we're, that's our strategy this year is we're going to be ahead of his competitors because they're not doing it. And so we really find, we find that the education with clients helping them to understand, you know, boy, I just moved my parents to be cord cutters, right? They're, they're paying this high bill. I moved them over to my YouTube TV, put them on that. And my 75 year old dad just loves it. Right. So it's really education of, of helping them understand and weeding through what we're talking about, just streaming video, right? Just another commercial. And then number two of that is we've been helping with the video strategy because you can't do it if you don't have content, right? You got to have a great commercial. And I think, and maybe you agree with me, like it's really helping some of these business owners understand the value of having a video strategy with content first. Yeah. Um, video is a very strong, perhaps the strongest persuasive medium because you get audio yes. and video, you know, and it, and, and it can be manipulated with, with lighting or exciting graphics or, you know, things like that. And I think it'll take a while for advertisers to really, you know, warm up to it just a bit more just because it is a bit complicated. Now, now think about this in, you know, in the early days 
of the internet, search advertising was where everybody really, really, you know, rushed to. They wanted to be there. And it was so easy to just go online, enter your credit card number, buy a keyword, HVAC dealer right. in Cleveland, you know, or Italian restaurant in, or Ford dealership in, you know, Toledo, right? So, so that was easy. You could do it yourself and it didn't take a rocket scientist to, to do it. And then social came along and it was kind of the same thing. You just go online, you know, and you type in stuff. You're a bike shop and you go, hey, I've got this new aluminum frame mountain bike. You know, hey, come in and take a look at it. Here's a picture. Snap. Done. Right. Okay. Video. Where do you go? Who do you call? <laughs> where do you go <laughs> online to buy it? And oh, crap. Do I just use my iPhone? You know, and the audio sounds horrible and the lighting is crappy and my competitor is doing something really slick and sophisticated. So. My point in that long story is this is a case where a local advertiser typically needs to hook up with a professional, not somebody on staff with an iPhone phone, not, not like one of my kids who can right. actually produce video and put, you know, script in it and things like that. But you know, it's a little more professional for your brand. And this is where local media companies come in. They're storytellers. They know yep. the medium, they know headlines, they know lighting, they know audio sound. So your peas don't pop in the microphone. They know that, you know, you need lighting from behind and maybe a couple of different directions so you don't get a lot of weird shadows. That's really important to put a professional foot forward and also Agreed. help you with the, with the scripting. That's just so important. The so story, important. I agree. The, story, the storytelling, storytelling yeah. capability. You're going to lose somebody in the first 15 seconds of a video. If you have a sucky story. I totally agree. Yep. But video strategy is such an important part of this. So we are on agreement there. Well, let's shift for a moment back to traditional marketing. You know, this is where my background started. I started a newspaper back in 1998. But I want to hear from you. Who is going to be the big winner in 2024 with traditional marketing? What channel? And what traditional marketing do you think is going to suffer? I mean, we know we've seen newspaper continue to suffer, but I really kind of want to get a uh, opinion from you on what you think our local business owners are talking about. Well, all forms of print media, except direct mail, which we would also, you know, consider print, um, but also all forms of print media have, have a problem and it's cost. It's just related to cost. That's all it's, you know, you think about, you know, designing an ad and, and punching a button and sending it out. You know, and it hits a thousand, ten thousand, a hundred thousand people, even an audio ad, a radio ad, you know, something's produced and there is no incremental cost to reaching more and more and more audience. Well, there is with a newspaper, you know, all the costs of that, that newsprint, which is fairly expensive now, <clears throat> uh, the printing press, the people who run the printing press and all those people who run around in their cars at, you know, 530 in the morning and throw the paper on somebody's doorstep yeah. that that cost has to be borne. So if you begin to think about, you know, ROI and, you know, if I spend $5,000 here, will it be more effective than if I spend $5,000 there? And of course the measurement, the ability to tell print media is just really, really hard. Unless you've got a coupon that people clip and bring in the door, then you might have some record of it. And so any form of, of, of print media is under duress, not because it's not effective, just because it's too costly. It's at very top of the scale. I think it's $36 CPM cost per thousand impressions for newspapers, way, way up there at the top along the lines of uh, broadcast media, uh, television, I'm sorry, 
uh, and cable, they're, they're pretty high up there, you know, as well. And then way, way, way down at the bottom, more efficient media. And we see some buoyancy for that reason, low CPMs, you have outdoor advertising among the lowest, you know, uh, transit benches, billboards, things like that. And radio, radio is way, way down there. Radio is cheap, inexpensive, cheap, but that's a, that's a good medium for, for advertisers. They're not pulling back their support of social media and search and things like that, which are getting a little more expensive, but they continue to cut out all that print media, print directories. By the way, there are 40, 50, 60 million print directories printed right. every year. Still, they still work, right. but not as much. So so all those things are kind of at the bottom um, of, of the list in terms of, well, not too many advertisers saying that they're going to increase. Yeah, it's sad coming from the print world. I work at the Kalamazoo Gazette in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and they tore the press down and moved it to Grand Rapids, Michigan, where their headquarters was. And it was a sad day. I remember the day that that beautiful press went in, but you couldn't be more right. We just continue to see the cost. We can't, um, we just can't compete with the cost it takes to to produce the papers anymore. The, yeah, if the magazines, look, all of it. Your question was, what's at the bottom of the list? What's, you know, what's, well, yeah, what's downturn. at the bottom and what's at the top? So let me give it slightly a slightly positive but still negative spin. Um, if you look at the percentage of advertisers saying they're planning to increase something next year, and these are small and medium-sized businesses. They include big car dealerships and banks, but for the most part, these are really small businesses with fewer than 50 employees. Cable TV is at the bottom. So 1% are planning to increase cable TV. Newspapers, broadcast TV is 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 down there, only 2%. So these are all positive numbers, by the way. 2% say right. they're planning to increase broadcast TV, but it's way at the bottom. If I go, and right. newspapers are in there, if I go way up at the top, we get to 23%. 19% and 14%. So three different categories. You want to guess what they are? I'm going to guess radio. Nope. Billboards. Nope. Well, darn. Oh man, you, you, you're you not going to win the cigar. Um, social media is number one. Phenomenal. Oh, I thought you meant what were the tops in, in traditional Oh, no, no, I thought no. you were asking. Okay, well, that. let's let's do that. Let's you were doing traditional. Okay. Oh, you're right. No, 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 no. Uh, direct mail was... would be number one in traditional with six percent saying they plan to increase it. Wow, radio... direct mail being number one, I wouldn't guess, but was radio up there? Uh, we can talk about direct mail. There's an important thing happening with direct mail, everybody needs to know about. Radio would be number two among traditional okay. media at five percent, magazines number three at four percent, outdoor at three percent that's the percentage of advertisers saying they plan to increase that so okay. if they're already buying it then they're going to increase their spending on that that's what that means okay so the figures i gave you were for at the very top of the list the first one was yeah. social media 23 percent say they plan to increase social media it's just you know it's like the energizer bunny the annoying energizer bunny it's just like gosh people just keep putting money well, into social media and complaining about it but hey it works oh, search marketing well, well, is number two and website ads or banners are number three well and, and i i believe with the social social management or social in general is made up of many different aspects what we consider a service which is what we do for to manage somebody's social account versus a campaign you know with with dollars behind it right and that really brings us to my next question for you because um 
you know, the topic of meta is always at the top of everybody's conversation at any conference I go to just because I think we all join in on frustration sometimes, but we know that agencies like ours, like many other agencies, we struggle sometimes with the dealings of Facebook. Um, what are your thoughts on the social e-commerce boom? So I really want to talk about especially this time of year, because what we're seeing across the board with any of our current clients is if you don't really double your spend in fourth quarter, if you're doing a targeted social Facebook campaign, let's say, you're not going to show up as much because it's retail season, right? It's the, it's the holiday season. So what are your thoughts as we talk about for businesses, paid ads versus organic ads? How do you, what are your thoughts for 2024? Um, and, and really, what are the local business owners saying about it? Um, the paid ads seem to work, but they're getting pricier and, and, and pricier. I think the average small, medium-sized business spends about $14,000 a year uh, on social media. And some can wind up spending a lot more than, than that. And they are, are sort of fitting the same category um, in terms of opinions about advertisers' opinions about them as as search. And that is unnecessary it is a necessary evil we yeah. actually ask that question we have a monthly panel of of advertisers and we ask that question about social media you know it do you consider it a necessary evil i don't know the percentage but it was most of them um yeah okay. damn it you know we got to use it and search yep. is the same thing it's kind of hard to get away from because you know that's where the audience really really is Right. So That's you the have, consumer journey. It's our journey, yeah, right? You have those issues, but you mentioned something earlier that I want to um, uh, I want to underscore, and it's, that is the the package. So we talk of things, and I've been talking things singularly, as if there were only broadcast TV and only radio and only streaming video, etc. Um, it is just abundantly clear that if you just buy one thing and it's, or you just do one thing, we find a lot of advertisers. A lot of advertisers don't spend a dime on advertising, except if you count all the internal time that they spend on their own marketing, you know, designing things. Right. Um, and that's a huge amount of money. And they just don't really realize that they're expending all that staff time on that. Right. But in any event, they don't, you know, if all they do, and we find this of the smallest and the least successful businesses, and particularly new businesses, as they start out, they don't particularly earmark an advertising budget or they blow it all in the first two weeks with the grand opening, right? So um, they'll they'll focus just on, say, social media, and that's all they'll do. And that's a failed strategy. Even if you just did broadcast TV, that'd kind of be a failed strategy. Agreed. I totally so, agree. So it's the package. And what we find is most advertisers are selecting four to five things, maybe six that they do in a year. It could be direct mail, radio, social media, and search. It could be social media and OTT and radio and yellow pages. But but picking a number of things, it's often stacked a little more in terms of digital. So they're buying a you know three digital things and two, you know, analog. So they pick a medium that they perceive works, whether it's radio or TV or newspapers. You know, and they work with an individual at that company because they know the market and they can actually talk to that person. And that person has got some great marketing expertise and they wind up buying digital through those companies. Those are the most successful businesses where they have that type of relationship where the media company is kind of like the agency, but maybe the company's too small to afford an agency. Right. Well, so let's bring it back to a topic of conversation, which is always about ROI. So what can you tell us, Gordon? 
What can you tell local businesses specifically do you believe will bring them their best ROI in 2024 and, and possibly in the future, 2025? Um, I know that's a loaded question, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it, it's, you know, I want to say it's a, it's a moving target. Um, not moving so much as, well, you, you just have to spend some time figuring out for each campaign that you do. There's no standard set way to kind of figure it out. There's so many different variables. Did the creative work, um, did the timing work? Was the price point of whatever you're selling, you know, did that work? And you know, overall, what are the what were the goals of the campaign too? If you have a branding campaign, well, kind of harder to figure out the ROI than is if you have a direct response. Everything on sale, fifty percent off this weekend only, and you only place that ad in one place. There's only one place that people can find out about it. That's real easy, but that that doesn't happen. I think, you know, the, the the best thing to do, number one, is to track it. I mean, that sounds kind of silly, but um, a, a lot of companies go, oh, I don't know, and I'll, I'll never know. But the intelligence you gain from trying to track it, spending just a little bit of time with everything that you're doing, and also developing a mindset that, it's, it's, it's kind of like Warren Buffett. He was in a room with a bunch of Harvard MBAs, you know, sitting in the middle of the room on a stool. And one of the smart guy raised his hand. And he said, you know, everybody in this room got kind of the same education, same upbringing, you know, as you. We were all kind of born into that type of, you know, family and made it to Harvard and will graduate with an MBA. But only one person in this room is ever going to be a multi, multi, multi-billionaire. What makes you so different? <laughs> And he said, I was born with a gene that helps me allocate every single dime I spend, even if I buy a pack of gum to some type of value that will you know, be extracted from it, that would be more than the dime that I spent. Wow. Now that sounds exhausting. That. <laughs> it's, it's exhausting, right? <laughs> it is. I'm like wrapping it around my head right um, now. Yeah. But, but, but how this relates to advertising is you really do need to think of your advertising and marketing that way. Um, you can get sucked into the ego part of advertising is, wow, yeah, I want my big logo up there and I want it bigger right. than the competitors and this and that. And you gotta go, you should go, wait, now I'm going to spend $1,500 for that. Will I get a commensurate $1,500 back? You can't always right. get a clear answer. But once you adopt that type of thinking, not being too restrictive with it, because then you won't advertise anywhere because you'll never know, it, it will help regulate where you spend your money. I would also say this, put the ROI, and this is why it's so important to have a relationship with an individual in the market and not go just to all DIY type of marketing, right? is to find someone who's a trusted advisor, whether it's the radio sales rep, which by the way, tend to be at the top of the list in terms of advertisers' perception of who has marketing savvy. Oh, it's those radio guys. Um, or the broadcast you know, TV guy or the cable guy or the newspaper guy, you know, whoever in the market you've been dealing with, it seems to be you know, brighter than you know, Clive, who does the SEO for you, some young guy who just seems to know everything about marketing. No, it's probably not him. So <laughs> put, put the onus on proving ROI to whomever you are buying from. Now, they're Agreed. incentivized to exaggerate the statistics, but you're smart enough. You can kind of pick it apart. So don't spend a huge amount of time. Just say, okay, hey, I bought $10,000 worth of newspapers ad the past 13 weeks. You know, can you help me with uh, figure out the ROI uh, for that? Right. You know, and let's just see what they say. 
I think especially for agencies like us, we that is so important for us. That's part of every reporting call. However, we start every meeting with our clients, especially when we first meet them with, um, how are you measuring it now? And then how can we connect that so that each month we can come in here and connect and connect those dots, right? Mm-hmm. Putting it's it's that partnership, right? It's the partnership. It's on the agency or media company you're working with, and it's on the local business owner to make sure they also have the doing the check and balance, right? What are we measuring units sold? Is it growth from sales month to month? Is it phone calls? Is it foot traffic? What is it? And come up with it as a team. And then that's what you continue. That's your baseline, right? That's that's my favorite. I love what you said is like, put it back on your agency. We say that 100%. And then as a business owner, we always ask them, you know, we ask them, can you help us? You tell us and we'll, we'll help try to connect those dots. Those yeah, are the most there, successful yeah. ones. There are a lot of tools out there that will help you gauge ROI or effectiveness of advertising. Unfortunately, only 78% or only 22% of advertisers actually use those tools. 78% don't have a tool or software and there is great software out there. It's just, it's, it's not expensive either. So if you're not going to go that route, not spend some time, you know, investigating and, you know, buying something that might not work for you, I definitely Put it on the person who you're investing a lot yes. of money with and you're advertising and just say, hey, help me with this. And they're so incentivized because the marketplace is so competitive right now among all types right. of media. You know, the types of number of options has tripled for local businesses in the past uh, 15 years. Now they have so many different things to choose from <clears throat> and so many you know, of those are tied to an individual or somebody trying to sell them something, pick the person they've invested the most money with, whether it's right. a radio sales rep or cable or whomever, and just say, help me develop ROI. And they'll be happy to do it. And if they're not, I agree. go find somebody else. <laughs> yeah, I agree. They're not the partner you should be working with. Yes. No, I agree. And Gordon, what I love about you is you are a walking statistic when it comes to, I love these stats. I'm a big statistic person it helps to kind of set set a bar and figure out where you're at on that line so thank you for today it was really really enjoyed having you as a guest host and maybe we'll have you back in 2024 and we'll come back and see what changed right let's let's talk again in six months and see if anything's changed as the election year approaches right yep happy to do that and i wish everybody good luck as the holiday season comes upon us and good luck into 2024 it'll be i think an interesting year with the economy doing as well I, as it is and advertising consumers still willing to put money down for cars and trucks and homes and candy right. and everything else iphones they're still spending money Still spending. Go get them. Go get them, right. Well, thanks again, Gordon. And thanks to our listeners. Join us next week for our next episode of Digital Marketing ROI. You've been listening to Digital Marketing ROI from Federated Digital Solutions. Do you have an idea for a future episode or a burning digital marketing question? Text ROY to 45364 to get a link where you can share your idea. Subscribe to get new episodes every other Thursday, plus Tip Tuesday insights every week. Podcasts by Federated Media.